Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us on the panel this week, we have Monkey from the Southeast USA. Hey, guys, how's it going? Beautiful day down here. And we have Greenbeard from Ireland. Hello, how is everybody getting on? TG from Canada. Hey, hope you're all doing well. And also Marge from Canada. Yes, hello. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Marge! Damn it! <laughs> so close. <laughs> oh, so close, man. So close. We were nearly there, John. We were nearly there. I had to fuck up at some point, so there you go. <laughs> I think that might be the first time ever, Marge. I know. So I'm human. Yes. There oh, you go. Really? Proof, everybody. She's not just some AI bot. That's right. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Do you want to? Monkey went first last week, I think. GB, you want to take a shot going first this week? Yeah, Grant. Um, this week is coming from um, from uh, Ireland. Obviously, <laughs> sorry. It is from the independent, the independent.ie. It is a dad used a Dublin hospital trip as an opportunity to buy cannabis. What does that even mean, bro? What it means is there was a fucking dad who was an attending a, a hospital appointment with his son. Right. And he took it upon himself, uh, the opportunity while he was down in the big smoke, because that's what the country people call Dublin. Um, he's gonna fucking pick up a bit of fucking smoke while he was down here, you know, for because he is from Donegal and it is quite difficult to get some fucking decent smoke up mm. in Donegal. You know, it's a very far away place. Um, and but yeah, so the defendant he was caught when he was coming home after picking it up. He was, um, there was a checkpoint on the fucking road. Oh. No, this is why everybody needs to use ways. What do you when you say checkpoint? Is it is that getting across the border or something? No, no, it's just a, a checkpoint on the road, like checking the for police ta- park around taxes. the corner that you can't yeah. see, and then you're like, oh shit! How is that shit legal? Yeah, good question. I know, but they do it everywhere. They're checking to make I sure you have tax or insurance or that you have your driver's license. I've no, never, never seen that in the UK. I told you guys I've I got gone, stopped on my I've way home to, from work. Yeah, I had to go I've gone to blow shit. a breathalyzer shit. You and you've, and not, not just that. one shaver, is it? You've done that a couple, you've been pulled a couple of times, TG. Yeah. Yeah. Both times, I, you know, smoking joints. And luckily it la- was mask time. <laughs> the, the last time I drove back from London, I got stopped three times and I was only in a car. I from London? Coming back from London. But you, you didn't get stopped in the UK. Yeah. I was stopped twice in Wales, and I was stopped once in the in in the what, UK itself. Was this during COVID or something? No, this was before. So you're no, just driving just down back. the road, and there's a checkpoint there with police officers, yeah. and they're like, "Pull over, you need to check your shit." Yeah, just checking and asking who you were. Yeah, I was on. Yeah, I had. I was on Irish insurance with English plates. No, but and they were pulling over car. all the cars. They weren't just pulling over. Everyone. Oh, it wasn't just me. It was everybody. They were stopping everybody Man. and asking for their licenses. You were I have for. never seen that happen here in England. No. I've seen it before here. No. Yeah, no, that happens. All, all the time. Here. All the time. Here. 
How's that yeah. shit even legal to just randomly pull people over for absolutely no reason whatsoever and be like, we're checking your shit? It's a good like, question. Make sure that they do it. It, it, they do it. They do it to, to see if they they often catch people who are wanted on warrants or that driving that are disqualified from driving. That's and they're some driving. bullshit. They can't just uh, check that as they're driving around and checking people's registration numbers and shit. Well, they have they have the AMPR now, which is the automatic registration place. So if you as you're driving down, they have that in the UK as well, where they're driving down and there's a camera on the front dash of the car and it's looking at every reg plate mm-hmm. and everything to them and if there's any anything at all to do with that car it'll flash up and they'll pull you straight over what would you say much they do it over your way as well oh yeah they just you, call them like ride programs so hmm. they're checking usually checking for drunk drivers when they have yeah, them yeah. set up here yeah, yeah. that kind of thing but you know if you're doing looking suspicious i don't know what happens then but wow crooked ass motherfuckers yeah, yeah. shit yeah and this is it is kind of discriminatory too, though. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I was discriminated against, but when I was driving home the, the first time I was pulled over from work, my two colleagues uh, who literally were driving home, like right in front of me, were waved through. And I was like, no, 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 you get over here. And then they asked me, you know, and being that I hadn't chatted with uh, our friends, Mark Wasserman yet, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't shut the fuck up and ended up having to do a breathalyzer test. Which of course I blew zero because it was for alcohol. But if they had drug out that Drager drug test nine thousand, motherfucker, you know, like, wow, and then man. we get into the whole impairment argument shit and like, yeah. But again, I don't understand how it is legal. How do you just pull people over? Like, maybe you're drunk. It, it's it, it's night, one of the human dr- rights where you got like, in, like the right to freedom of travel. Like, in, yeah, on the I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't speeding. I wasn't swerving. I wasn't doing anything. It was just they picked me out of the three of us. That's fucked reason. up, man. That's fucked up. Yeah. I, now, I have to say, any this. any ride program I've been through, they just stop everybody with going through, and unfortunately, they do catch a lot of drunk drivers. Ride so. program as well. They've got yeah. some name for it to make it seem yeah. less like fuckery. Yeah, that's, that's just because they ride you and they get you. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> you so <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, they do block the road though. That was the second time yeah. I was pulled over. I was on a two lane uh, street or kind of highway, I guess, and yeah, they were like on the whole street there was nowhere i could go and i had to go through their checkpoint and slow down obviously and stop and, and they they could choose that one i just got waved through he's like i just told him i was coming home from work and he's like okay be on your way you got that safe. shit too you said monkey like in the land of the free home of the brave they have this shit no i it's been a long time but yeah i, I can remember being uh, pulled out like that you know going down the road is basically two two lanes one each direction with no escape kind of thing and all of a sudden all the traffic has stopped when yeah. you get to the end of the stop the, the point they want license and registration and they'll also give you a once over on the vehicle look for any kind of violation and my wife got pulled she you know she had a violation and they put you know they they had a parking lot nearby convenient enough so anybody with violations they basically put them in the parking lot and it was a ticket writing convention motherfuckers man yeah it was a money-making deal is yeah. obviously the what was going on there but... of them the fucking cheat yeah. <laughs> i hate that. i hate God. checkpoints so this well, happened to this guy then gb no, just... yeah yeah that's what happened to this dude he was driving and he was on his way home like and it's it's a fucking long drive as i was saying from dublin to donegal you're talking the guts of depending where you're going, it's six to seven hours. There's no motorways that go to this place. So you're on fucking back roads the whole way. So I feel bad enough for this poor fucker because he's got caught in Blanchardstown and he's got like another six hour drive to go. 
know, after having to fucking sit and deal with these. How is it six hours to drive anywhere in Ireland? It's when you go <laughs> on the back roads, man. Yeah, you know, you're going onto these small little like one. Basically, the the road is just wide enough to fit two cars, and then you could come across a fucking a truck doing fifty kilometers or forty kilometers, and there could be tailbacks for fucking mm. kilometers, mm. man. Oh, beautiful part of the country it is so so nice yeah but if you're driving you can't really look at it too much <laughs> yeah but you're it's great if you're a passenger <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but so yeah th- this fellow was chap and sergeant Callaghan. you know fucking yeah. yeah she um she she got an overwhelming smell of cannabis coming from the vehicle so she decided to search it and she found it hidden in a money lodgement envelope in the side pocket of a sports bag Fucking bitch. Now, she valued it at 850 euro. Mm-hmm. For, so, you know the little money bag things that yeah, you get, yeah, like a lot of your coins in? These things so, she was no obviously pay. on crack. <laughs> yeah. You know, there is no fucking way in earth that that could hold possibly anywhere close to even the value that he admitted that he paid for, which was 300 euro. Still 300 euros too much mm-hmm. for that. Like 300 mm-hmm. quid is the price that you'd pay for close to an ounce. You know? I ha- you're not going to fit an ounce into one of these little money bags. You know? But anyway, so he he he, um, he pleaded guilty. Ugh. You know? um, he was in trouble previously before, but hadn't been for more than a decade. And he was unemployed. Um, he was currently in training to do... To... to go abroad to teach English over in Sudan. That's gone then? Oh, no, it's not gone yet because he was allowed. He was basically given a slap on the wrist and told you have to pay a thousand euro to the charity box. Fucking hell. No, a thousand euro. Now he had brought 500 quid with him to court because normally that's what you could kind of get away with. But now the judge had told, said to him on the spot, no, not a chance. A thousand euro. So what if you can't afford to pay that? Uh, he, he will pay the 500 probably there in court and then he will agree to, to pay back a certain amount over a certain Well, point. let's say he didn't have the 500 pound in court. Say he doesn't have the money. Then it will it's be, ridiculous fine. It will be taken out of your social welfare as, as little as a euro or five euro or something a week. But what if he's a working guy? Then it is taken he... out of your wages. And then you have to go, it's it's all a thing that it gets the court service involved in with your employer because the employer has to stop it out of your wages. Wow. So you can see why cannabis is still illegal in so many places when they have a financial incentive like that. They they have a massive financial incentive. This dude was after paying way over the odds as it was. Obviously, because if it's a fucking a a, a coin bag with weed, and mm. he paid 300 quid for it. Oh, my good Lord. Like, like, it's not even a half ounce, you know? Must be very good weed, then, Jeeb, you know? Oh, it must be fucking epic weed, man. It must be the best. It must be that bat weed. It has to be. It has to be, you know? But, like, yes. this chap, again, he is a dad, you know? Mm-hmm. He's bringing his fucking kid down to hospital, which... Is another thing Fuck I just want to go on. That makes it even worse. Yeah, it makes it bad. worse the fact that he has to travel with a sick child six fucking hours each way or seven hours each way just to make a fucking hospital appointment. 
What was the name of that police officer, bitch? Her name was Maria Callaghan. Shame on you, Maria Callaghan. I hope your mother is fucking (laughs) proud of you. Yeah. Fucking scum. Scum of the earth. I could say that here in the UK. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Irish fucking copper wanker. I don't. It, it, I mean, uh, you say I don't understand, but you do understand why this shit fucking going on, don't you? With financial incentives like that, where they're still making money from innocent people because they possess a harmless herb. Yeah, it happens daily, Mikey. I, I have been a victim of this system myself, where I've been caught and I've had to pay over it hills and euro into the poor box. You know, just Shocking. for fucking and literally had just taken the first fucking drag off my spliff. Coming out of a great I hate shit like this as well, because fining people is such an unfair way to do things. Because £400 to some people, just like, oh, fucking pain in the arse, you know, yeah, take a £400, fine, whatever, carry on with their lives. £400 to some other people is their last fucking bit of money. It's their birthday presents for their kids, you know. Yeah, £100, man, it could be... A thousand euro. And for somebody who is unemployed, you know, trying to keep a family... During the pandemic, oh, and when jobs are hard to come by and yeah. money's mm-hmm. tight, all that good oh, stuff. You know? It, you know, kids need shoes, clothes, books for school, all and this, this shit. Happened. I'd say, I'd say the reason how this chap had got caught more so was because it was at the end of coming, it was in August, August 19th of last year. So we still had some kind of restrictions and things in place, maybe. I can't remember. We've had that many fucking lockdowns over the last two years mm. but i don't know if it was around the same time or if there was anything to do with that but i know that area is always crawling with cops always crawling with them <sighs> but this is a reason why you have to download the w-a-z-e app folks doesn't matter where you are in the uk in in, in ireland in fucking canada in america in australia this will show you the locations of where checkpoints are, of where speed cameras are. Sponsored by you, Waze. You know, it, it is fucking, oh man, I tell you, it has saved my ass, I don't know how many times. Mm-hmm. You know, because on your route, it'll tell you, and it's live as it happens. So if there's a checkpoint or if there's a speed van after popping up, boom, it comes up and it tells you, slow down. Up mm-hmm. ahead, there's fucking, there's popo. That's fucking you download okay. that app, everybody, especially if you travel with cannabis you. in the car. Download yeah. the fucking app. Especially What's the name of that just, app? It's Waze or Waz. W-A-Z-E. All right. Yeah, and it, it tells you if there's construction or if there's road works, if there's dead animals on the road, if there's fucking objects on the road, like just debris, you know. It's fucking it's mm-hmm. a brilliant app. For, the only thing is it doesn't give you satellite picture it's only a fucking standard like a fucking black mm-hmm. or a white screen with the road on it and shit but apart from that it's fucking amazing and you see you see all the other people that are driving around you using the app so you can beep at them and you can give them a thumbs up or you know so you know you know that if there's a lot of people in front of you these this stuff is is fairly relevant and it shows mm-hmm. you when they were posted and everything so do use that i, I, yeah, I implore you all use that if use that traveling. drive safely so, drive carefully yeah. at all times and just try and avoid these crooked ass, snake ass motherfuckers who are trying to take your fucking money. Yeah, like they do. I always say it about cops. They do a good job in keeping the real, well, 
do they? They do. They do a good job in certain times. You know? Yeah. Like when when you need them, if somebody is breaking into your house or if somebody is fucking dead and you call them, they're the best people in the world. You know, but when, when you see them fucking abusing. Being you know, road pirates. You know, and road pirates, man. That's road what they are. Pirates, Mikey. So, uh, yeah, man, good. Well, not good news. It's a good story, GB. But, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not great news. You know, but it just it shows that how far still we have to go and how far behind we are. The rest of all of us, we yeah. like Ireland is the worst affected when it comes to cannabis out of every, even everybody on the panel. You just have medicinal cannabis in the UK. Okay, you just have to pay for it, but you just have access to it. You yeah. have medicinal cannabis in America, and you have recreational cannabis. Stay stay selective, of course, and the same in Canada. You know, but in these countries, you still have access to it. In this country, you have no access. Even the people that try to get the medical access to it, they have to go through a fucking minister, you know, through the government, the head of a government department to get permission. Mm. You know, it's, it's a joke. Sorry, I'm on a rant today. <laughs> a GB rant. We could do that later in the after party. Uh, but yeah, but we'll move on to another news story. But yeah, that is some fucked up shit, man. For them to be just lurking around on the streets like that, just hiding in the shadows, waiting for innocent drivers to come along. And, you know, hopefully you might be able to find something that, that you can prosecute them for, find them for. That's some but bullshit. Again, these things are kind of good as well, Mackie, in a way, because they do, as, as Marge said, it takes people who are fucking drunk off the road. Yeah, but know? look at the small percentage of people that's going to be. And yeah, everybody has to suffer just so they can catch one in 50 people. Oh, yeah. Well, it is. It is a money making racket. Yeah, you know, because they're, they're catching people with no insurance. So that's like fucking thousands of euros fines. They're catching mm. people with fucking with driving with no seatbelt. If, if you were smoking in a car and you have kids in the car, that's a mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all the same here oh, in the UK. Yeah, it's all it is. is just a fucking, oh, hang on, take out the list, right? We have you for this. We have you for this. We have you for this. Oh, ka-ching! <laughs> go, go, go to the shut the fuck up, guys. Check them out. Make sure you yeah. know this, the fucking script. You know, it's like, have I done something wrong? Or why have I been pulled over? And, you know, it just... And yeah. if they have say, I, am I being detained? Am I, yeah, yeah. am I free to leave? And that's basically mm -hmm. all you want to do. You want to mm -hmm. do. And I, uh, what is? What I'm not discussing is, my day with you. Exactly. I, I'm not discussing my evening with you at any mm -hmm. point, right? You know, be polite. Don't be a dick. Yeah. No. Uh, don't I have be a taken for a this, fucking mug either. I, I have a feeling that that's the someone who would probably a lot of cops would probably react negatively to that if you start shutting down. Oh, well. I'm just curious. The other thing as well, folks, just to say, the, the likes of these smell-proof pouches or little smell-proof smell bottles, there's mm -hmm. so many of them out now and you can get them so cheap. Go out and buy one. Keep mm -hmm. it in your fucking bag because there will be no smell at all coming out of mm -hmm. it. You know? yeah, so take whatever precautions you can, man. Whatever you can do you to, to reduce the chances of being fucked over by these criminals. Oh, you know? yeah. I know people that travel around with it and they have a fucking, they have their daily fucking smoke for the day and they have it hidden in the fucking, in the engine bay and they have it hidden mm. in the boot. Mm -hmm. Well, this yeah. whole thing about, you know, the overwhelming smell of cannabis in your article coming from, from uh, something about the size of a coin purse, that just doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that's, that's the weird part. It doesn't. Unless they were talking it just before they pulled really it. Well, we, got, uh, we got some <laughs> shit here from the Ontario police as well. Yeah, it's kind of related, actually. It's yeah, kind of it interesting is. It because, is uh, yeah, because I mean, Ontario's um, 
in Canada, obviously. So the article is Ontario Police Conducting Unlawful Searches for Cannabis, Defense Lawyers Say. And basically the article is talking about how, even though pot's legal in Canada, uh, police officers in Ontario are using the province's Cannabis Control Act to conduct warrantless searches that are little more than fishing expeditions that violate charter, charter rights, defense lawyers say, which is very much what we've been just talking about. Um, so a lot of these cops are just pulling people over and searching their cars. Now you can have up to 30 grams of weed in your vehicle, mm-hmm. provided it's in an unopened original package or packed in a baggie that is fastened to close and not readily available. So you're supposed to probably keep it in your trunk or somewhere where you can't reach for it easily. <laughs> um, just in case you feel the urge. You know, to roll, <laughs> yeah, uh, if, a reason, if an officer has reasonable grounds to suspect marijuana is not packed in a closed bag or is readily available to a person in the car, he or she can search the entire vehicle and all of its occupants without a warrant. So, Ooh, of course, a lot of these God. police officers are um, making use of that little uh, thing in this Cannabis Control Act, and they're pulling over a lot of people. Some of these defense lawyers are talking about how there's certain groups, of course, that are already over-policed that this is applying to, and they're being disproportionately affected by these types of powers. Um, So obviously it's not an ideal way to make use. I mean, we're in a legal country, so it seems kind of crazy that they're making this so difficult for people. Um, And what they're saying here, the punishment for having open accessible cannabis in a vehicle or a boat also applies on on the local waterways. Is a maximum fine of a hundred grand. What? One year's in, <laughs> one year's imprisonment. What? thousand dollars. <laughs> yes. Now that's a maximum. The, the odds of you getting that kind of fine, but still, I mean, I'm in a province where cannabis is legal, and I can go to a store and buy it with my credit card, and yet I like it's ridiculous. It is. Ridiculous. Wow, man. Like written by oh, like Doctor Evil or something, you know. One hundred thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So yeah, sucking. I'm and just so going to have to write you a ticket here. Well, you know, with all this inflation, hundred grand ain't even going to be much <laughs> soon. So. It is saying that there's countless cases presently in our court system stemming from unlawful CCA searches, and likely thousands of people who've never said anything because nothing illegal was found in their car when they were pulled over. But wow. um, yeah, it's kind of scary shit. I'm living in a place where weed is legal, and it. You know, a cop can make nice. pull me over for no other reason and be like, I'm going to search your entire car. Yeah. Just because the question, they think. Yeah. The question on that, Marge, I have to ask is, you know, what about your rights? You, you, you're, if your time is valuable, they're taking your time here doing this and mm-hmm. inconveniencing for, for, with no probable cause. So I can't yeah. understand. I can't see why the heck they would do this. False imprisonment and shit. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah I know. It's it's crazy. I didn't even necessarily realize the scope of this problem because I guess there was in this article, we we're talking to a police officer and I'm not sure in what context, where is it here? It was from a court transcript anyway. And this police officer was asked how often he made searches based on this cannabis control act. And he said, lots. And he said, someone said to find lots. And he's like, I do them every day, every single day, like every work shift I work. Every shift he works, he is pulling people over for this kind of stuff Fuck almost every say? single day. And this is a quote from the police officer himself. So he so, every day is admitting to going out there and harassing law-abiding people. Yeah. 
just yeah. just for the heck of it. Oh yeah, my he, gosh. He goes on to say, I would say I do a cannabis search more often than not. Fucking oh, okay, hell. Coming yeah. from my perspective too, it's very concerning because you guys know where I work at yep. fucking mm-hmm. Extraction mm-hmm. Central. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I come out of that building just reeking like skunk, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't smoked anything, but on top of that, I am also a medical user who doesn't usually go three hours without fucking bowling up, you know? So you criminal. I'm yeah, I'm like public enemy number one, it seems like. Fucking uh, they would man. love to get me, but uh yeah, that's that's terrifying because yeah, these guys clearly aren't out for public safety. They're filling quotas, they're you know, doing what they do. So kill the coppers. This sounds yeah. like, exactly like the uh the reefer madness North mentality Korea. back in the 60s. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I know. It, it is crazy because they go on to say when, in, again, in context with this particular officer, these court transcripts, he says that he believes if a driver has cannabis that's readily accessible, he assumes that there's more where that came from and there could be more in the vehicle. Fuck it. And I'm man. like, well, so what? Yes, yeah, so what? It's weed. And I live in yeah. a legal place. So <sighs> why don't you spend time busting real criminals instead exactly. of pulling over somebody with a medical condition or whatever the case might be, right? Like it doesn't really matter, but. You know, though, as a medical user too, with my prescription, I'm allowed to carry up to five ounces on my person, not one ounce. And if I tried mm-hmm. to tell that to a cop, don't worry, I'm medical. I'm sure that's going to go over very well, right? <laughs> yeah. so, oh, yeah. oh, sorry. Sorry. You know, no, they're going to like, oh yeah. And then take my weed and yeah, probably arrest me. So fucking And then it's wrong, up to me man. to prove that I'm medical, right? You know, they so. try telling us that the police ain't just a highly financed gang by the fucking government. It's just, yeah. they, Teej, they, it they, you know, like... it's, it's bad, man. Sorry, Monk. No, I was going to say, T just sounds like you uh, you have a situation of guilt until proven innocent over there then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've never dealt with it, but it, yeah. I can't see them being like taking my word for it when I show them my little, because we don't get any ID. We don't have any car. Our, what what the, the LPs tell us to do is we have to buy weed and then take our you know, our fucking receipt basically that shows that we have a medical prescription because it says medical on the receipt or whatever, but it's like this big, it's a normal piece of computer paper, right? They don't give us cards. They don't have any ID, nothing like that. So it's like, it's really fucked. Right. Well, fuck that shit. Cause I ain't the one for a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun to be beating on. (laughs) I'll be thrown in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at my yeah, they, they probably slap you with the 100 G in the year in the year in jail. Yeah. 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 It just says medical, medical scope, medical scope on my receipt. So I guess that would be the proof. But, right. Uh, I, but yeah. then it's probably going to depend on the cop that pulls you over too, right? Whether Very that's much. enough. It's always, it's always dependent on that. And they're going on to say that they need to amend this, this particular act because there's not enough clarity. Like they're saying um, they need greater clarity on what the meaning of fastened closed means. Like if uh, somebody has a, a vape pen in their purse, is that considered vape like closed, a closed thing or not? Because technically if your purse is sitting on the front seat and you got a vape pen in it, then it's accessible and you could be subject to fines and imprisonment and uh, a warrantless search of your entire vehicle. So no. It's crazy. I would imagine if you search the adults in Canada, this purses, you would probably find at least 25% of them would have some form of a vape pen in it. Oh, though, so yeah. oh, good God, grief. Yeah. yeah. You know, exactly. So that basically, man. that's just a, that's carte blanche to, to put people in jail for anything you feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For legal weed. 
which yeah. is mm-hmm. even more ridiculous. You know, you police officers the out there, if you would like people to respect you more and appreciate the things you do, you've got to stop doing shit like this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the drug rehabilitation laws all over the world have had so much of an, of an effect on the reputation of police. Searching people for weed and doing this kind of shit and giving them ridiculous fines over it. It's just, you know, if you're not hurting anybody, what, what, why the fuck are people charging you this ridiculous amount of money? And it's so frustrating, man. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It is. Yeah. And for you guys who are like legally in possession of this shit as well, it's, that's even worse. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the money-making scheme. Really so one is. more confounding variable. I have homegrown, so I have no like proof yes. that my stuff's actually from a legal source. It's just in bags or jars, right? Mm. So but then... it's got to be fastened closed. Right. So, so well, wait a minute. Homegrow is, home is legal. How do you handle that situation as far as sealed, closed, transporting your homegrown? I mean, that's yeah, I think that's why they're one. saying the legislation yeah. or the act isn't clear enough on those points because right. tons of people that grow their own weed. Damn right. Yeah. Damn. So let's have some good news, shall we? Yes, please. Let's, let's move on <laughs> to some good news. TG, you have some good news. Um, yeah, it is good news, I would say. You know, I'm pretty cynical usually about the legal stuff, as we've just talked about. Well, we like these um, guys, and I, I, consider, I consider Dutch passion like good friends yeah. of Percy's. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, they they have the reputation. Everybody knows Dutch passion. The, I should read the headline first, I guess, here. Um, the story is from newswire.ca, and it's Dutch passion enters the Canadian legal cannabis market. So that means uh, they're going to be selling some seeds to nice. anybody that... Or lives in Canada and is of legal age and can buy cannabis. You can buy um, the two the two strains they're going to have are Critical Orange Punch and Purple Number One. Um, they're not actually going to be bred by Dutch Passion per se. I mean, I mean they're not going to come from Holland, oh, um, right. shipped over here. They're they're bred here in Canada by a licensed. Uh, it's the company is ANC Incorporated and the. The brand is 34th Street Seed Company. Um, if you're in Canada, you're probably familiar with them. They've been around probably almost since the beginning of when seeds became available, and they, they have a bunch of different varieties. Um, so um, I guess they just probably licensed Dutch Passion's uh, genetics and got some over, and probably, I assume, with the guidance. It does say with the guidance uh, of Dutch Passion breeders, and they've, uh, they've started breeding those seeds out and to make them available for Canadians. So very cool. Yeah, man. You don't yeah, have many of these that. kind of seed banks over in Canada, do you? No, I mean, not not the legacy, you know, breeders like your Barneys or your Dutch Passions or your, uh, you know, Dynafem or something like. We, we have Humboldt Seed Company is another one that I assume is under the same type of agreement. Mm-hmm. Marge, I think you were growing some Humboldt Seed Company, weren't you? Yeah, that I you grew got autoflower from them last yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, there's the other, the only other legacy, like specifically legacy to legal, uh, grower breeder that I know of is great gardener farms, which used to be house of the great gardener in the legacy sphere, but they're, they they're in Canada. So the, the genetics they're using are the genetics that you could get before. Um, with, yeah, but with Dutch passion, I mean, it's, it's just like, if I were to order seeds, um, from them and then breed them out as I do. So it's it's really cool and it's great for Canadians to be able to access, you know, like we said, Dutch Passion is 
solid a friend of the show and uh there's a reason they're a friend because we don't grow shit you know right. <laughs> we got roy so, duggan in the chat there just said seeds cannot be imported to canada strains must be bred in country so that's probably yeah, what's going that's on here exactly yeah mm-hmm. so as an help you know there's a you, as a company you, you have a one-time import that you can bring in any genetics that you have from wherever you might yeah, I was get about them. to ask that. I was going to be like, so how are they getting the shit over there? Yeah, it's it's a strange thing. I, I don't actually know because my the company I work for isn't a genetics company per se. So we just do extraction. But um, th- yeah, it's like basically a don't ask, don't tell one time offer from Health Canada where you're, you get all the seeds you have. You can go to Spanibus. You can go for, to your legacy growers. You can have, you know, if you've grown something as a medical grower for years and years and you want to bring it to the legal market, you declare all the, the genetics. And I assume there's probably some background that you have to provide for each of the genetics. And then, you know, once you're done deciding what you want, you, you submit that to Health Canada and then they they approve it. And then that's what you have as a company to work with. So yeah. this company has done that likely just with the Dutch passion genetics. And now they're yeah. able to, to breed them out and, and sell them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Very cool though. Yeah, man. Good news for Dutch passion. The yeah. good guys that, you know, the, the guys over Dutch passion, which is over in Amsterdam, if you haven't grown any of their shit before, do so, especially if you're in, in, you're in the UK, cause it's the same kind of latitude and shit, same kind of weather. So they seem to grow well outdoors, the Dutch passion strains do. And they have the Frisian duck as well, which is doesn't look quite like a cannabis plant. The leaves grow a bit differently. So if you're looking at doing your gorilla grows soon, or you want to grow something in your back garden, then this is a good opportunity to pop over to the Dutch passion and get some of them Frisian ducks, man. Gorilla season is coming. Start thinking about what you're going to be growing. Get your beans in. You want to be finding out where you want to be planting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your investigations behind. now. That time's coming, man. We yeah, want to be planting out end of, end of March, early April. We want to start getting some nice strong plants planted out there somewhere. That'd be sweet. But yeah, that's about all the good news we have for you today. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we that's could squeeze in. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. Good, good job. Uh, and what do we have next for the news? I mean, I've got one here from the UK. Which is it was one of the old fucker ones, and the property billionaire hopes to set up a huge cannabis farm on a tiny island in the Irish Sea. It's like, yeah. Sorry, I'm, sorry, mate, you can't because growing cannabis is illegal in the UK. Oh, but you're a billionaire, so the rules don't really apply to you. Carry on, <laughs> sir. Do what the fuck you like. We got mm-hmm. here. It says vast marijuana farm. Why are they using that word for a UK article? That's strange because we don't use marijuana. The word marijuana in the UK, or it's always cannabis, is what you hear over here. But mm. marijuana skunk. seems to be an American word, isn't it? What about that killer skunk shit? The, yeah, that marijuana. Mind altering up. super skunk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we have Royas from there. Uh, uh, yeah, Isle of Man. Yeah. yeah. We've got a, a vast marijuana farm could soon be built on a small island between the UK and Ireland. Peel Group, that's P double E L Group. Uh, a real estate firm led by 79-year-old billionaire John Whitaker, the company's chairman and largest shareholder, wants to build a 100 million pound, so it's 136 million dollars cannabis growing facility on the Isle of Man, where it is headquartered. So, wow, man, that's going to take over the whole fucking island. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not too sure how big the Island Man is, but, uh, you know, to build a 100 million pound farm on it, that's going to be a, a massive amount of space, man. 
The proposed facility located on the fringe of the capital, Douglas. Cool, I didn't know they had a capital. We uh, would be used to produce medicinal cannabis that would then be distributed around the world and prescribed to patients. However, the self-governing nation is yet to legalize medical cannabis, meaning cannabis produced at the facility could not be prescribed for use on the Isle of Man. So what kind of farce is this shit, man? Uh, and you know he'll be able to go out there and grow all of it as well. He's not going to have a problem. He'll get whatever licenses and the licenses he needs, and he'll be able to grow the cannabis on the Isle of Man. But the people like working there will essentially be doing illegal shit, right? Yeah, I guess it would technically be criminals. Yeah. Technically, growing an illegal substance in the UK. Located in the middle of the Irish Sea, the Isle of Man's economy is primarily based on finance, like a tax haven, uh, yeah. while tourism and agriculture are also a key sectors. Chris they Eves. Also, sorry, JB. They also feature the best road race you will ever find on a motorbike. The Isle of Man TTs are fucking legendary. They bring so much, so much tourism to that island. For that one weekend. Yeah. He says, uh, Chris Eves, finance director at Peel Group, told CNBC uh, Wednesday, told CNBC on Wednesday that cannabis could be a lucrative new industry for the island. I think medical cannabis, medical cannabis, pharmaceutical cannabis is the next real opportunity for the island to steal a march on this side of the Atlantic, uh, adding that the US and Canada have already made a strong start. This is something that does concern me in the UK. It's like because the USA have already got so much going on. When it does get legalized in the UK, we're just going to have companies from the US come over to the UK and there'll be 90% USA companies doing the cannabis in the UK. And there won't be enough room for the small UK companies to start up and you know get the small farmer up and running this shit it's like we're being left behind we haven't got the same opportunities and it's not fair man it's not fair to all these people who could make a legitimate business in the cannabis market just have to hope that it doesn't get taken over by the capitalist americans i know we're all capitalists but there's so many rich people over there you know what i mean monkey you all you american guys and we are billionaire mansions and shit you got loads of sure, <laughs> man. sure you know there yeah, are no, I'm, I'm no poor people over there marble you know? lined marble lined grow room right now with you know travertine tile on the floor mm -hmm. listening to you know yeah right as if yeah you know but yeah you know them rich motherfuckers they got no problems going all over the world spending their money and taking over economies and should, i think we need to make sure that people get the opportunity to start a business if they want to yeah just don't you know, want the, the big companies taking over the social equity thing. I think that's that we all really want to see that happen when, when these countries, any country starts coming online, the people who have paid the price need to actually get some of the benefit here. And it looks like this is going to be basically he's taking a sponge and trying to soak up as much of it as he can for him, mm -hmm. you know, heck with everybody else. But shit about licenses here, the crop not yet for not yet legal for recreational use in the UK or the Isle of Man would be grown in several large warehouses that Peel Group would lease to one or more tenants who would need a license first. So they're going to build the warehouses and have other companies grow it in there. So maybe that would be for like GW Pharmaceuticals or something. You just rent out these warehouses to you. 
one of those kinds of things. Cannabis production licenses are yet to be issued by the Isle of Man government, but applications have been made by a number of parties, Eve said, adding that people with the necessary cannabis farming skills may need to be imported initially. And there we go. You know, it's like from the USA, from Canada, these people are already five years ahead of everybody over here in the UK because we don't have any kind of uh, legal grower in the UK, really. Mm-hmm. And when they are needed, people aren't going to be able to be, step out and be like, I'm experienced. And we're just going to be left behind while they get people from abroad to come and do this shit. And it's like, we, I, don't, I don't want to see that shit happening, man. But it will. Yeah, I mean, we start, I, I see more and more of this kind of stuff happening in the States. As, as each different state comes online, a lot of times you're having the expertise brought in from other legal states. Uh, it happens very, very frequently. Like, you know, somebody from uh, California may head over to Oklahoma to, to start up there when it legalized or something like that. So always seems like you've got these big players in the game that always come out there and, and stay, put their flag in first. Mm-hmm. But interesting story. I'm sure he'll get his way and he'll be able to do whatever the fuck he likes because he's a billionaire. They don't play by the same rules as everybody else. But it's a step in the right direction still, regardless of which way it goes. You know, if it's getting more cannabis grown, getting more people jobs, bringing more awareness to, to cannabis growing and cannabis itself for recreational, it's a good thing. It's heading in the right direction. But let's just hope it doesn't get taken over by these huge companies. That's not what we want to see. But uh, speaking of big companies there and investing in cannabis companies, yes. what are you saying, Monkey? You got some stuff for us. Yeah, I got an article this week from Yahoo News. I found it's a uh, Biden administration to applicants. Maybe don't invest in weed companies. Now, we all know that the Biden administration isn't extremely friendly to cannabis. Uh, let's see, smoking weed may no longer be the only potential impediment to getting a job with security clearance in the Biden administration. Investing in cannabis companies could now trip up applicants, too. Can you imagine that? So if you're holding stock in, a, in, in any way that related to cannabis and they find out your chances of employment with the uh, federal government right now are going to be very, very limited, it seems. The like fuck? Oh, that yeah. was that pissed me off. <laughs> well, it says the Biden administration has expanded its employee conduct guidelines oh. to potentially deny security clearances to individuals who in, have invested in companies that are involved in the marijuana business. Again, there's that funky word, huh? Mm. according to internal executive branch presentation that was shared with this publication eligibility may be negatively impacted if an individual knowingly and directly invests in stocks or business ventures that specifically pertain to cannabis and growers and retailers according to the doc so they say knowingly or indirectly so that means if you are part of a hedge fund or something, yeah. for example, and that one of those people who are running the hedge funds invests the money into a cannabis business and you don't mm-hmm. even know about it, then you can still you still can't get hired by the Fed. Unfortunately, this is the way it seems, because it says knowingly wow. or unknowingly. And uh, th- there's a situation in, in the United States that that's uh, it's always been been uh, been said by police officers in the legal community. That is, you know, ignorance of the law is no excuse kind of thing like that. Mm. So <laughs> it's it's crazy. So they're basically saying that even if you're having you're in one of these hedge funds like Mackie's talking about, and it could be so diversified, but if there's anything in there that's related to cannabis, you you won't be hired. Now, 
when I first read this article, I was just rolling my eyes because we all remember early on in the Biden administration, he was uh, disqualifying applicants if, if they admitted ever using cannabis. God damn, uh, yeah, it's fucking so up. That, so this Ugh. is one more thing here. And I kind of, I read the article and I was kind of going through the article pretty good. It's like, it, it'll tell you all about uh, the, the statistics and things like that. But when you get to the bottom of it, it changed my mind on this because the reason the White House has decided to adopt this policy is because they think that they're looking at a possibility of legalization of cannabis. And if you're working in the government and have a conflict of interest in cannabis, it could bring up a, a legal situation. So hmm. they're they're pitching this thing as- Maybe they want to tell want to that kind of shit to like Nancy Pelosi. Exactly. This is where I was going to go with that because I know how you how passionate you are about that, Matthew. Fucking but yes, this is my we, monkey. Rages me, man. Senators and representatives <laughs> in the United States with inside information and they're allowed to participate in the stock market. Mm-hmm. But if you if you're in a mutual fund that has anything to do with cannabis, you can't work there. So I think wow. this is definitely a wow. great double standard right here. The fuck man. Oh my god, that is that wow. I don't even know what to say. You, yeah, guys, you got shares in the cannabis business can't work but for the Fed unless you're Speaker of the House, then it's no problem. Carry on. Yeah. Oh well, in, in a document, in capital letters, in the document, the, the statement is made, not knowing is not an excuse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mackie Ramp building. I'll, I'll try and stay calm, Billy. Sorry, bro. Yeah, Sorry, I'm not doing good, it. Man. I'm not doing it. Now, the federal government has has all, always kind of had the negative uh, eyes toward the cannabis situation, and even in the Trump administration, some some uh, Canadian citizens were barred from entering the con- country because they uh, were invested heavily in cannabis co- companies at the time. So, the federal government has been watching this. I think this is probably looking more like a money situation again. You know, we all it keep saying, be, mm, yeah, mm, we maybe. all keep saying that, that the gateway <laughs> to cannabis legalization is cash. And right here so, it is. Looks like, okay, the government wants to control this. The quote that really got me when I read this article was, I'm trying to see who said it, but it's decisions to willfully invest in such activity could reflect questionable judgment yes. and an unwillingness to comply with laws, rules, and regulations. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, really? Well, maybe if you jaywalk, you shouldn't be working at the. Is White that what House they said either, to Nancy Pelosi? You know? <laughs> yeah, that, um, no, it isn't. No, that's right. That's it. They, no, um, no, no, no. They haven't said anything to good old Nancy. You carry on, public public servant that is worth two hundred million. Everybody, two hundred million dollars just mm-hmm. being a public servant. Now, I would really be interested in knowing because we have quite a few lawmakers in this country. Surely we have one representative or senator that has something to do with a cannabis company somewhere in a portfolio. I bet you it's got that. It's, it's there. And I'm just waiting for the media to pull this out there and say, hey, guess what? Well, if you can find it, you know, if it's a Republican, send it to CNN. And if it's a Democrat, <laughs> send it to Fox and you'll be fine. Yeah. It'll get out there, man. It'll get fucking everywhere. Everybody will know about it. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that would be Mackey's entertainment for a month right there watching that happen. You <laughs> but know? you know what? I'm still seriously pissed off at Joe Biden, man. He, one of his fucking promises when he was going yeah. for an election, he's a lying bastard. Uh-huh. I don't know. We should have expected it in the first place. Yeah. But foolishly, sometimes you, you get fucking led in by these things and you think that he's actually going to cancel everybody's student debt and he's going mm-hmm. to yeah. legalize cannabis and shit. It's like, yeah, and well, where are we now? He's a lying fucker like the rest of them, man. It's, yeah, it's just, just shocking. Like, 
Mexico wasn't going to pay for that wall either. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, we, we, everybody promises everything. And when they get in, they do whatever the heck God they feel damn. like. Kind of when like when that, is so. it going to be enough, man? When have we had enough of these crooked ass motherfuckers taking the piss out of every single one of us? Mm. Well, fast, man. The campaign promise is on on. Uh, it's been recorded. So it's, it's out there in the archives and his promise. And I'm going to remind everybody, he said he promised to decriminalize marijuana and expunge the, the convictions of those that were affected. This was a campaign promise. So mm -hmm. he didn't say legalize. He said decriminalize. That's 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 a very important factor right there. That would still be something, though. Yeah, it'd be better than nothing for sure. Yeah. But. Yeah. I honestly don't think that Grandpa Joe's going to do it. I think he's going to try and, and unfortunately, <laughs> we were lied to. Let's just say it the way it is. Yeah, yeah. Let along. Sold, yeah. really, because he was pretty much trying to buy the vote, vote from everybody. How many students out there were <laughs> hit that like button and Mackie will calm down? So, sorry, everybody. Sorry. This, this shit just rages me. I just hate these double standards that we're all held to, man, where we're made to feel like criminals because we choose to enjoy cannabis. And mm -hmm. these motherfuckers just live by a completely different set of rules and just expect nothing to happen. It's, just, yeah, well, it's an absolute fucking farce, man. When you look at the polls in the States and you, you look at all the data, there is a super majority of, of American adults that are in favor of cannabis being legalized. Mm -hmm. And a super majority means over three quarters. I mean, I'm, excuse me, all, over two thirds. It's the people so, who yeah. make the money that matter, though. Their decision matters more than everybody else's. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if the politicians would actually look at what the country is telling them right now, we would have this done. It would be over. But about this article, I'm still on the fence, though, right now about is this a good thing that, that they're trying to keep marijuana business people out of out of government? I mean, what do you guys think? Is, this, is, it, is it right to do this or is it wrong to do this? Well, cannabis is still federally illegal in the USA. So they're doing the right thing federally, aren't they? I guess they're covering their butt. Yeah. They got no other option. They can't have an illegal business running in, in government. They, it's just it's everything's so fucked up right now. In the states, it's different for each state, but federally, still, it's, it's still interesting illegal. though because the article did mention that uh, in in the states, a lot of companies that are operating legally are like there are legal cannabis companies. They're mostly you know predominantly CBD products and stuff. Mm -hmm. So would it be bad to invest in that if that's what they're investing in within the U.S.? Yeah, and then, and then we can actually get, we can even get into the weeds there. Uh, I mean, I live in an illegal state and I just happened to be in, in a, one of the cities that had, was opening a new CBD shop. So, of course, I had to walk in and see what was in there. And this CBD, quote unquote, CBD shop was selling everything from Delta 9 THC on down. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, they're doing it under the guise of, well, it was all extracted from hemp or whatever, mm. or something like that. <laughs> so here you go. So you, you can't invest into a cannabis company, but if you're a CBD merchant, so that's okay. But you're selling the same material here. Incredible, yeah. isn't it? Who, do, who it the is. fuck do we put in charge of all these rules? And considering that it spans across many different countries and it isn't just individual to one, is there something bigger going on here, man? There's some fucked up shit going on in the background. Rich motherfuckers yeah. don't want to share the pie. That's what it is. I kind of feel like in, in the states, at least in federal level right now, a lot of a lot of what we're not seeing, the actions we're not seeing happen because the public, I said the public definitely wants this. It's all down to somebody doesn't have their ducks in a row. So when it flips the switch, they're going to get rich. Mm -hmm. I've just mm -hmm. I suspect it so much. All right. So yeah, we have forum and podcast news as well. 
Uh, we have foreign promotion. I don't think he's noticed yet. We didn't tell him because we wanted to announce it on the show there. But yeah. Woody has been... Sorry, you want to carry on, Monkey? Oh, no, go ahead, Mac. You, you got it. Oh, Woody, uh, our good friend Woody over at Percy's. We've given the High Council bling and promoted him up to the High Council. And the High Council is given to members who like know what the fuck they're talking about. So if you see a member with that bling and they're giving mm-hmm. you que- they're giving you answers to your questions, you can be pretty sure that they know what they're talking about and it, you're getting some good information from them. Yeah, you get good information from everybody, but you know these yeah. are long-standing members with highly respected info. And Woody was handling almost all the DWC type questions and mm-hmm. stuff like that for so long. This is this uh, this move up is is like overdue for him. So congratulations, there Woody. As well, yeah. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, congratulations, congratulations, bro. Surprise! If you didn't know, if you haven't seen the bling already, <laughs> but yeah, there you go, mate. And thanks for all the work well, you do over at it's, it's massively appreciated, man. Definitely. He's always answering all the questions and always a good help to everybody. It's a good lad. Nice one, bro. And then just a shout out as well to the Epic Moderation team over at Percy's because they've been smashing it as well. You know, yeah, Chilbert, Stutty, Twisted and Bubble Hawk because Bubble Hawk was made a mod a couple of weeks ago. And it's a good team, man. Everything's covered. You know, you're all so very welcoming and, and friendly to new members and it, you just run a good ship. And me and Monkey just want to say how proud we are of you. Well done. Yes. Yeah, man. Good shit. It's good shit to see you know, the way Percy's is progressing. It's a real nice place. It's a special place. So, uh, and then we have one week left to enter the HLG Heads or Tails Comp. After next week's show, uh, at the end of next week's show, then we'll be closing the entry and we'll be doing the coin flip. So if you haven't entered the Heads or Tails yet, go over to Percy's. You need 10 posts, but that's easy. It won't take you long to get 10 posts. And then you can enter, just pick Heads or Tails. Uh, yeah, and you can win a Black Wing from HLG. Uh, lovely light sponsors yes. like manufacturer sponsors with the good shit you know these are the top of the range lights man check them out hlg if you haven't already and then we have uh on tuesday it's tuesday on it yes it is uh, tommy chong interview is coming on tuesday the 8th of march and that will be at 8 p.m gmt 12 p.m for pacific time or 3 p.m eastern time okay so if you're free on tuesday come and join us and just come and chat some shit live with tommy chong that'd be fun on Thursday as well, just for the Patreons, this one, we've got Chris Trump joining us, who's going to talk about microbiology and bacteria and, you know, just growing organics and things like that. It's going to be a really interesting interview. A lot, of, a lot of you guys might know who he already is. So he's joining us on the 10th of March at 9 p.m. That is, and you'll be able to see that if you're a Patreon over on our YouTube channel. And if you're not a patron, just head over to patreon.com slash Percy's Grow Room and you can find us there and you become a patron for as little as four dollars and twenty cents or three fiddy three fiddy for the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> uh and what else is that and then next week on Tuesday the 15th want to make sure you're all aware of this one as well is Marge sorted out interview. You want to tell us Marge? Yeah Kevin Jodry. Yes. Super excited about that one. This guy knows so much stuff. Mm-hmm. So it'll be very informative. Get your questions ready. And that will be on uh, Tuesday next week at 8 p.m. GMT. So that's about it. That's all the news right there. So there we go, everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. It would be massively appreciated if you could share this episode with a friend or leave a review on Spotify or iTunes, these or whichever podcast platform you use to listen to the show. 
if you could leave a review that would also be massively appreciated because usually we're shadow banned and we won't be able to share and get seen by as many people as we would like to so it's down to our listeners to spread the show around by word of mouth so we can get more listeners so we rely on you guys to do that for us so if you could share the show that would be massively appreciated as well but of course come and check us out on percysgrowroom.com sign up to the forum and become a member and there's lots of people there who grow cannabis and enjoy cannabis and you'll fit right in you can be very sure of that so hopefully we'll see you over there sometime but for now that's it for the cannabis news don't forget we have the interview with tommy chong live tomorrow on our youtube channel youtube.com slash high on homegrown that's at 8 p.m gmt so we'll see you there hopefully but for now have a good week stay high stay safe and all that see you next time bye